This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to Behind the Influence, a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. So that was definitely one of the things where I'm like, no streamer has ever done this. And I love doing that kind of stuff. Everybody has their difficult moments, and I'm sure there's people out there that relate to the things that I've gone through as well. It was something that I really wanted to get off my chest because I wanted people to understand why I may feel a certain way. But no one's ever ready for the kind of stuff that you get when you're like a public figure on the internet. She has 3.4 million followers on Twitch. She has over 81 million views on Twitch. You have... Is this accurate? Almost 2,800 hours streamed on Twitch? I have no idea. Okay, I, mean, I don't that's know. That's actually a stat I always wish I knew. Allison, is this correct? <laughs> well, if Allison says that's it is, crazy. Yep, you learn something new every day about yourself. Wow. <laughs> True. <laughs> you are the most followed female streamer on Twitch, which no. I'm sure you already knew that. But not just most followed female, you're in the top, you're in the top 20. And that's, oh, really? that's, I think you're number 12. Nice. Might even be. 11 or 10. But right now I'm going to go for 12. And that's really impressive (laughs) considering all the people that are streaming on Twitch. You have a lot of fans. You have all these people watching you. You are doing this five days a week as your career. Yeah. How does one (laughs) get here? Well, interestingly enough, when I first started, I never ever thought it would be this and I feel like everyone says that and I kind of think that that's a key aspect to becoming a good streamer is when you start it's genuinely just something that you enjoy that you would be happy to do as a hobby I think I sometimes see people get into it and they're like I want to make money I want to hit these milestones I want to hit these goals and if you're doing it with that in mind as opposed to this is an activity that I like for example you're probably not going to find like an Olympian a runner that just hates running outright, right? So I think the first step is just trying it out as something that's enjoyable, interacting with people, showcasing your gameplay. That's really how I did it. I actually had like just a laptop and really bad internet and I had to beg my parents to upgrade the internet so it was like streamable internet. (laughs) And I saved up a bunch of money to 
buy a secondhand custom built PC off of Kijiji, which is like Canadian Craigslist. Mm. So yeah, I bought this PC. How long ago was this? This was my senior year of high school. So about six years ago now. Really didn't like envision much for it. I just thought it was really fun to have people like come into my channel and I talk to them and they respond and we like create this connection. I kept streaming two years into it. Well, I ended up going to university because in my mind, it was always like very ingrained in me from my parents. Like you go to school, you get your degree, maybe you do post-grad or you become a doctor. I don't know, very much one of those households. So I went to study chemical engineering at McMaster University. And two years into that, one month I made like a substantial amount of money. And when I say substantial, I mean like when you're a college kid and you're like at least $20,000 in debt and you make like five to 10K in a month off of like sponsorships or subscriptions or donations, you're like, holy, do I swear on this? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, holy shit is right for being in college right? making exactly. that much. Exactly. I mean, especially because like college in and in end of itself costs so much. So after that month, I was like, mom, dad, could you guys please let me take one year off and see where this goes? Because I knew that if I went into my third year of my engineering program, that the courses would just become so difficult that I would have to probably like, give up streaming more or less. And at that time, I had probably around a thousand concurrence, which is pretty good for someone that's only doing it part time. And let's, I knew- let's time out for people yeah. who don't know what a concurrent okay. is. Let's explain because <laughs> so, I know what it is, but I want to make sure that they understand it's not just a thousand viewers. Yeah. So basically, Twitch live streaming is very different from something that's like YouTube, for example. When you say concurrence, it's literally someone watching you live. And these are people that the number will fluctuate throughout the the live stream that you're doing. So people will come and go. I would say nowadays, if you have 500 to 1,000 live viewers, that's more than enough to make a living. So I was basically at that point back then. And keep in mind, five four years ago, there weren't as many sponsorships. It wasn't as legitimate of a career path as it is now. So it really took some convincing to get my parents to let me take a year off and pursue just content creation and live streaming full time. And basically the way I pitched it to them was like, listen, (laughs) listen, yeah, listen, (laughs) (laughs) like if I take a year off, this goes one of two ways. Either it kind of takes off for me or it turns into more Or I take a year to save up enough money so that I'm not in debt after university. So, you know, with that kind of logic, they're like, all right, fine. I mean, three years later, I live in California. So (laughs) (laughs) luckily things worked out. I'm really, really grateful that they gave me that chance and really happy for how it panned out. And like you were saying, back then there weren't household names like Ninja making mm-hmm. millions of dollars where your parents not even, close. not even close, where your parents could point to a case study and say, Okay, you know, it's not completely out of the question mm-hmm. that Pokey could make a living or your name was not Pokey at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that that Iman could make that much money and survive and mm-hmm. make this a way of life, basically. So there was no case point proving that this was an actual reality. Yeah, you were just kind of trying to convince them based off of nothing. Exactly. Especially because, I mean, at least there's YouTube and most people right. know about YouTube. But live streaming, even nowadays, is still relatively new. And three, four years ago, even more so. Like, they didn't even really understand what it was. Like, is it a video? Is it not? Who are these people texting you, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm very, very grateful that they trusted me enough to take that chance. 
So, yeah. Okay, so talk me through that first year. You have a one-year timeline. Mm -hmm. The pressure is on, right? (laughs) At this point, you open a Twitch account. I'm assuming this is, was it on Twitch where you were streaming or somewhere else? uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've always streamed on Twitch the last six years. So basically I started senior year of high school and then two years into that, so four years ago, I decided to go full time. Got it. Yeah. And that was two years into my university degree. So at that point, I was like, okay, I need to really give this a full shot. And I come from Canada. That's where I grew up. And... I basically decided to momentarily move to Los Angeles because that's basically where the esports hub is. That's where all esports players are. That's where a lot of live streamers are. That's really where any event in relation to gaming or esports is typically held. So I was like, I need to be here or at least try it out and see how I feel about it. So I came down here. I moved in with some streamers. Which streamers did you move in with? This guy named Skara and someone else named Yuna. And our manager at the time also lived in a house. And I was going to move in with someone else, but those plans fell through. So I was like, I need a place to stay. And they were like, we have an extra room. So I ended up staying with them. And at first it was really just because of convenience. But people ended up loving seeing us as streamers interact. And it was something so new. There weren't many like streamer houses or content creators creation houses at all back then so actually snowballed into something more now we live in like a way bigger house we're like seven people we all make videos and create content in some way or other so that was a really interesting thing that kind of just happened along the way I was really lucky to end up living with people because streaming is a type of lifestyle that is very very reclusive and if you just do that all the time and you live alone you end up not getting a lot of social interaction, which is something that people probably don't realize. Like most typical jobs, like you work with other people and sometimes it could be frustrating, but a lot of the time, like that human interaction is huge. And once you start doing a job where you're literally at home alone all the time, you really start to miss that and it kind of makes you go crazy. So moving in with them was really great. Uh, I tried it out for two or three months, really enjoyed it. I knew I wanted to live here. But obviously I'm from Canada and I can't just post up in the U.S. forever. So I had to go back home and get my visa. That was about a three-month process where I did stream alone. That's when I realized how lonely it gets. Mm. Yeah, and then I moved back to Cali and I've been here ever since. Yeah, I was always wondering, because with YouTube, there are collaborations that are obvious. It's like you Mm -hmm. collab, you create a video. With streaming, it's probably much different because a lot of these games that you play might be single player or whatever you may be doing. And I always wondered how isolating that would feel for a streamer who is constantly and your hours are different. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're streaming when all your friends are out being social. And Mm so you're on a completely different schedule than everybody else. How did you balance having a normal life? Obviously, you you moved in with other streamers, so you were able to be around actual other beings, (laughs) which is great. But Mm -hmm. what about the other social elements like going out for a workout class or meeting friends for dinner? Yeah, um, when I was in Canada and I lived alone, I noticed that my streaming hours were basically everyone else's alive hours. Mm. When I would end was basically when most of my friends like weren't really hanging out anymore. So luckily, living with people now makes it a lot easier. We kind of plan for stuff together. For me, I think getting those social hours in is something that 
is really, really important. So I will always make time for it. I know that I can kind of shift my schedule two hours earlier, two hours later to still get those hours in. And I'm really, really lucky because a lot of my friends understand that I need to stream. So they'll even be really considerate and say like, oh, if you want to like stream, get some hours in and then we'll hang out later in the evening or do this or do that. So really, really, really lucky for that. But I really think it's just about planning your time Mm -hmm. ahead of time so that you can say I'm blocking off these hours to stream. I can schedule this dinner in at this time. If I want to do a breakfast, I'll just push my stream back and making sure that you're at least putting in the effort to fit those things in. Otherwise, if you just continue with your schedule and never plan for anything else or really avoid being flexible in any way, you'll miss out on a lot of like really good opportunities to build relationships or mm-hmm. put effort into your friendships. And that's really important. There was actually a clip recently of a live streamer talking about this. And he said something along the lines of, I grinded for many, many years. I'm really glad that I kind of made it to the top of streaming, but I've had to make a lot of sacrifices. I basically don't have any friends or relationships or anything of that sort. It was a very, very that makes me sad, sad clip. Yeah, it's always something that I've wanted to kind of preach to all streamers because it's very, very easy to get lost in the numbers and get stuck on like, when is the optimal time to stream? I have to be consistent. I have to do this. I have to do that. But at the end of the day, you have one life and friendships and relationships are such an essential part of that. Your career can't be everything, especially on Twitch, because it's very volatile and sometimes for reasons outside of your control. So you have to make sure your happiness is tied to other things. Yeah, I really hope for him and for any other people that are maybe very work intensive, they learn how to fit in friendships and relationships and manage their time. So for people who are not familiar with how much work actually goes into streaming, Mm -hmm. because I'm really familiar with Twitch and I know that it's not like YouTube where you can put together a really well-produced piece of content out once a week. Every Wednesday I upload and Mm -hmm. you can make your entire living just uploading once once a week. Mm -hmm. The thing with Twitch that I think may not be as well known is you have to be consistent and Mm -hmm. you have to put in a certain amount of hours. Otherwise, you are going to get lost in this big sea of streamers. So how did you come up with a schedule that worked for you, but then also honors the things you were just talking about, your lifestyle? So talk us through your schedule. So everyone's different. I have a roommate who quite literally streams eight to 12 hours every single day, like without fail. He's literally doing an everyday challenge this year. So he's like 280 days in, however many days are in the year. And he has streamed every single day. I couldn't do that because I would probably go crazy. But also there's different things that draw different people to different channels. So for him, it's just like gameplay so he can just sit there and chill and play the game. For me, I know I've always preferred like four, five streams a week, about four to eight hours, because I know that during those four to eight hours, I can be very lively. I can respond to people. I can interact and I can provide a level of entertainment that I deem to be good or that I'm proud of. I always could tell that that was almost just like a physical limitation to me. I literally can't be like, no, nah, 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 like responding to things for like 12 hours in a day because you will be exhausted. And that's personally just how I like to more or less put on a show to my stream. And I want people to know that every time that they tune in, they can have that expectation that they're not going to show up and I'm going to be like nine hours in, like a little tired or whatever. But I understand that different people provide different values. So yeah, I could just always tell that as a person, you know, I can like be happy and do things and put on that show for that time. And it was really a lot of just trial and error. 
you know, sometimes I'll try, okay, six by six, six hours, six times a week. I could kind of do that. But also it depends. If I'm expected to do shoots outside of that time, you know, I really just only have a certain amount of energy per week that I can expand or expend. So basically trial and error, figuring out what works for me and not pushing myself to the point where I'm just trying to stream longer, but I'm not actually enjoying it or I'm not actually making content that I am happy with. So talk us through a typical day. What are the primary games that you stream? Mm-hmm. To talk you through a typical day, basically I probably wake up around nine-ish, do some sort of a morning routine, get ready, mm-hmm. eat, put my makeup on, get dressed. I'll usually start stream around 11 or noon and then I'll stream until 4, 6 p.m., maybe even 8 or later if I'm really enjoying what I do. I used to play a lot of League of Legends. That was where I got my start. And then I kind of swapped over to Fortnite for a while. And that really, really expanded my community and helped me grow a ton. Very grateful for that. So I played Fortnite mainly for quite some time. And as of late, probably the last half a year or so, I've kind of just been doing more variety. Nowadays, I'll play like all sorts of different games, storyline games or even games on consoles or just get, uh, scary games are really fun to stream. Um, and then I'll still kind of hop on Fortnite or League or any new game that comes out. I really, really enjoy having that flexibility. And I've even done things like the other day. This is what I love about streaming. Like if you really want to, you could stream yourself doing anything. The other day, I really, I just woke up and I was like, I really feel like baking a cake today. So I just grabbed my phone, put it, posted it up in the kitchen I baked a cake in front of like 14,000 people just, you know, and showcased it, you know, had some icing on it, do, did some memes or whatever. And it was a really, really enjoyable time. And it's the kind of stuff that happens. And I'm like, I am so lucky to have a profession where I can exercise as much creative control as I want. And I can wake up one day and feel like doing something and do that as long as I know how to like showcase it, package it, make it entertaining and enjoyable for people and then put that out there. Whether it be traveling or ASMR or IRL streaming, Mm -hmm. literally anything you can pretty much stream. Yes, you can stream any of those things, but I think you're in a unique position where you've created a platform where people, you will have 14,000 people baking a cake. If Allison and I decided to make a funfetti Pillsbury not spawned cake, nobody would give a shit. So you have curated this fan base that actually cares about what you're doing was there a strategy prior to these days of having 14,000 people there to watch what was the strategy to build that following Mm -hmm. because there's got to be some tips you can give someone who's going to start a twitch account today for sure I do recall seeing a lot of streamers who would hit really good numbers playing certain games But then anytime they swapped off or that game wasn't doing as well, their channel was equally affected. And I could tell the importance from like a very early on of my channel. I could tell the importance of having people become attached to you as a person and your personality as opposed to just the game that you play. So I think the ways that I kind of accomplished that were definitely things like at the beginning of my stream, I would spend 30 minutes just like talking to people, asking about their day, telling them funny stories about things that happened to me, getting them to actually know me. I think the only way that an audience can build a connection to you is if they have a better understanding of who you are. And to some extent, that also involves being vulnerable. Like there have been some really rough moments in my life that I decided to open up to my stream about that. And I think those kind of things are really 
pivotal in having a community that is so dedicated to you. Because not only am I showcasing these like fun, enjoyable moments, but I'm being vulnerable and open. And I think that gives people something to relate to because everybody has their difficult moments. And I'm sure there's people out there that relate to the things that I've gone through as well. And that's a different type of connection than just, oh, I like the game that you play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that has helped a lot as well as showing people all the different sides to me and showing that I really am a person just like them and that we can connect on many different things so I love video games but I love makeup as well and this and that uh, so I really think the more you put yourself out there the more you give people to kind of latch on to or to relate to mm -hmm. and that's key yeah so so you said some difficult times can you point to a time when you were able to be really vulnerable on twitch and you saw your community rise for you earlier this year my friend passed away and I remember, obviously, it was a very, very difficult moment. Not only that, but I had this sense of like, it's not like a nine to five job where you just like go into work and you're sad or like you try to do what you need to do, right? When you're live streaming, like people can see you for like four to six plus hours. There's no way to hide things like that. And I just knew it was the kind of thing that, although I took a couple days to myself, it was something that I really wanted to get off my chest because I wanted people to understand why I may feel a certain way or take time off or not really be the same lively, happy person that I usually am. On top of that, he passed away from an overdose, which I kind of wanted to shed light on what it's like to have a friend dealing with things like that and hopefully encourage people to support their friends and try to be there for them however they can, try to help them get to a point where they can actually accept that help, etc. So I was hoping it could be both, I hope you guys understand what I'm going through and maybe I can help shed some light on a topic that not a lot of people talk about, not a lot of people have experienced, but maybe I can help people who may have similar struggles. So that was definitely a difficult stream because even talking about it now is very hard, but especially then I was just crying. I really couldn't help it. And I think I really appreciated the kind of messages that I got in chat. And not only that, but what I found, like my biggest takeaway from that was that I felt so much better after opening up about it. And although I had spoken to friends about it at this point, my stream really is like a little family to me. And being really open and vulnerable with them and not feeling like there's anything I have to hide really made me feel good, made it a lot easier for me to cope with it and really helped with my morning process. So yeah. That's so beautiful. And the premise of the show is about influence, right? And you clearly have influence and you were in that moment in a dark time. You were like, I'm going to take this moment and mm -hmm. talk and shed light on something that's really sensitive and just affected my life greatly. Mm -hmm. Another moment that for me stood out, because there's obviously tons of streamers, but you were the one that we had our eyes on. And we had to have you in here because I, lo <laughs> I loved the no makeup stream that you did. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really powerful. And I thought that it's important to shed light on that as well, because Twitch is a male dominated community to mm -hmm. begin with. So being a female in the space has got to be difficult. And then on top of all, there's a lot of I think there's expectation and mm -hmm. talk to us about that no makeup movement that you that really just like kind of broke the internet for a minute. 
I'm so sorry for coughing. <laughs> get out of okay. here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'll get you guys a replacement. So a couple things. For starters, for anyone that doesn't know, Twitch, live streaming, gaming in general, because it comes from really just streaming games and gaming in general is also pretty male dominated that entire space more or less is and with that comes some you know some pros and cons but more importantly it's just important to understand the space and I think when I do things like the no makeup stream for starters I also watch like a ton of beauty videos right and I'm a girl I have a bunch of girlfriends like I know what the difference is between someone who like wears makeup and doesn't and typically what that looks like and I also I just really don't think it's that big of a deal but I also realize that I think people especially on the internet it's so easy to just take things for what they are you see someone looking a certain way and you think oh like wow they must have popped out the womb looking like that right mm -hmm. when in reality there's so much that goes into how we look on stream how we look on Instagram how anything is presented online literally hours of makeup wardrobe etc facetune yes oh god lots of facetune <laughs> i mean come on it's, it's so obvious it's so and, it's, and it makes me so sad for people who don't understand that mm -hmm. there's such thing as facetune yes. because then these little girls are looking up to somebody being like wait i have baggy eyes why exactly. doesn't she have baggy eyes but it's like she, she probably does she, she does just smooth yeah not only that but it's like you take facetune and you bring it to life you have like <laughs> crazy types of procedures that people can get nowadays not to speak on whether that's a good or bad thing, but the fact is like people should be aware that, you know, you can get fillers to, like make your face look super smooth. But the fact is that's like not a natural thing and that's not a good standard for people to think is a natural thing. So whether you want to go above and beyond is up to you. I just think like I want to keep the standard like more realistic. So yeah, I was like, I'll just do a, like get ready with me stream. And to be honest, I think I look like a girl that's not wearing makeup when I'm not wearing makeup, you know? <laughs> I look at myself and I'm like, ah, Shrek, right? No and way. And I've done, I've done plenty of no makeup streams since I then. I saw it, the stream. You're <laughs> lying, but you're cute. So follow, I'll go along. Yes, you're Shrek. <laughs> no, uh, totally. no, I mean, like, that's really how some people treated it. And to some extent, like, I was surprised by the feedback, but I wasn't very hurt by people's mean comments because, you know, I have a ton of friends boys and girls alike and I've never really gotten a feeling that like people are ever uncomfortable about the way that I look because I think when you hang out with people in person you realize like this is just how humans look and sometimes they have makeup and sometimes they don't really funny comment my uh my guy friends just to give a bit of context I did a no makeup stream and some people really gave me flack for it and a lot of people came and like supported and they're like no like this is normal this is just what people look like without makeup blah 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 a lot of the guys were like if anyone is surprised by how she looks it <laughs> you're just outing yourself as a guy who's never had a girlfriend you know what right, I mean because right. it's like you see people in the morning or in bad angles or this or that I really don't want to be an influencer that is like so obsessed with looking perfect all the time because like you just can't. <laughs> so this wasn't about not loving makeup or, or shaming people who wear makeup. It was more just about let's be real about this. Mm -hmm. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And so being a female on Twitch, have you felt pressure to have to dress up and maybe show cleat? I've seen female, (laughs) no shade to them, but Mm -hmm. you see certain streamers and they know exactly what they're doing, who will like angle the camera down (laughs) and it's all about the boob shot. And like, that's really relevant on Twitch. What do you think about all of that? I really think that for starters to each their own, right? Yes, absolutely. I remember when I first started out, that was actually way more prevalent than it is now. And I remember I really wanted to set my own standard per se. And if I were to be successful, I wanted to do it my own way. And so many people since then have come to me and said, oh, I always thought like if I could stream on Twitch or if I wanted to stream on Twitch and be successful, I had to have cleavage out and I had to look this way and look that way. But like because you've done it your own way, I feel like I can do it my own way. And that's exactly the type of inspiration that I want to be to people. And just to say, like, you don't have to do things that don't align with who you are in order to achieve certain goals. And if anything, I think a lot of people will respect you more for adhering to what you want to do and how you want to be perceived. I do feel like there's still like a bit of an expectation to like, 
look a certain way or dress up. And that's mostly because in chat, you know, when there's like one little thing wrong with you, people are so quick to mention it. But I also think that instead of being bothered by things in the community, I do my best to kind of change the standard and educate people because that's the main, you know, like that's where ignorance comes from, just not understanding or lack of education. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, well, maybe like I look this way because I'm sick or it's not really something that's nice to call out. And the more that you can kind of fix those types of behaviors, but in a kind, loving, educational manner, the less likely those things are to happen within your community. And then the less people see that stuff, the less they want to make similar comments elsewhere. So I also try to set the standard, not only in a nice way, but sometimes in a funny way. Like if I see a really, really just dumb, rude comment, I will also make a joke out of it. And I think that in that same way, it kind of teaches a lot of other people a lesson on why they shouldn't make comments like that. It's so funny you say that because our last iteration of the show, it was a radio show, so it was live. And then we were also streaming it on Twitch. And it was like our first taste of chat. And let me tell you, <laughs> I would, I don't know how every, every time the show wrapped, I would like cry to Allison, like, they're so mean. There's, no. And it was one mean comment, but oh, it got yeah. under my skin, you know, cause I'm a sensitive bird. I mean, I, you know, like, <laughs> That's how humans are. It's like, we're, it's like people don't realize there's an actual human on the mm -hmm. other receiving end of this. Like, yes, we're entertaining you and yes, you're watching. But the other thing that I found that was really interesting was the the troll, if you called them out on the live stream, all of a sudden they're nice. Like they would be like, you're a fucking mm -hmm. idiot. And I'd be like, you know what, Dominic 2272787 basement, I am an idiot. How's your day going? And then he'd be like, oh my God, I love your show. And I'd be like, wait, so all you right? wanted was a shout out. No, yeah, attention. <laughs> they just want attention. And at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of cute. It's cute. It's like a little kid acting out and being crazy. But at the end of the day, like they just want your attention. They just want to play with you or talk or interact. So that's so we started a big responding. Lesson, exactly. Yeah. So we started responding to the trolls and they'd be like our best friends. You know, we're sending them <laughs> holiday cards now. It's and then other trolls, yes. Oh, Allison. yeah. So, so then true. other trolls would come in and the, the troll that bullied me last week was like, yo, you better fucking get out of this chat. And I'd be like, <laughs> and they're offering to be my mod. It's like, yep. dude, last week you were calling me a fucking idiot, but mm -hmm. we cool now. That's fine. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to touch on is how do you kind of like block out? Because obviously you're a very confident woman. You're inspiring others to be confident and just be themselves, but you are human. So how mm -hmm. do you kind of block out the noise when you do see haters or trolls or how, how do you even continue to stream? Because mm -hmm. I'm sensitive. I don't know. I definitely couldn't be a streamer, but how do you cope? I am so glad that for me, it was like one step at a time in the sense that I started off, I was really small, got to 20 viewers, 100, was really exciting, triple digits. And like my growth has been like slow and steady more or less. And because of that, I've kind of learned to deal with them one step at a time when you like because you deal with that type of attention very differently when you have a smaller community than once you become like a larger name per se I think I kind of just limit exposure to that sort of stuff because I recognize that it is so far out of my control the kind of stuff that people will comment or think of me or say about me so I think I kind of just 
if I know that there's a certain area where a lot of people will just be saying a lot of rude things about me that, and mind you, I think I'm specifically talking about comments that aren't criticism. What, what or, kind of comments? Just um, like out There's of the- a common term that's just like twitch thoughts or calling someone ugly or commenting on things you don't like about them. You know, things that are related to like my looks, that's not something that's ever going to change. Or if you hate the way I sound, I can't change my vocal cords, right? So things that literally are out of my control, it only hurts me to continuously read that stuff. Whereas, you know, if there's feedback like, oh, I didn't really like this thing that she said or this thing that she did, even if the feedback is kind of said in a rude way, at least I know that's something that I can think about, reflect on. Was I happy with the way that I expressed myself in these situations? So those are negative comments that like I'm more than happy to take and look at. The ones that I can garner no value from reading, I just won't read them. Um, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But you kind of try to learn to get out of those habits, control yourself, takes a lot of willpower. But yeah, definitely limiting exposure to comments that are just bad. Mm. And in chat, moderators, incredible. Twitch chat moderation is like a key part it's the best. to streaming. It, like you very, have very to have essential. it. I did not yeah. know this in the beginning. So we had a lot <laughs> of shit going on in yep. our chat. I was like, oh my gosh, this is scary. Like mm-hmm. wh- somebody get these people out of here. Yeah. So yeah, that's... I, I'm like having I'm having PTSD. PTSD. Oh, no. I'm a little no, it's fine. I'm, oh, not, I I'm gotta not crying. Say, You're crying. <laughs> I gotta say, I've also kind of grown up on the internet. So I think I was a bit more ready mm. for these kind of situations. Have you seen all the jokes about like the way kids are in like Xbox Live lobbies? Right? Like exactly. when you grow up gaming online, interacting with strangers, you know sometimes like shit just goes down. People are yelling at each other, insulting each other for no reason. So I had my fair share of that. Oh, and me and my brother would banter a lot when we were younger. Mm. So, so you're ready for it. A little bit, right? But no one's ever ready for the kind of stuff that you get when you're like a public figure on the internet. Getting to a point where I felt like I really felt like my community had grown, not just my community, but my name. And what I mean by that is typically when you make content online, most of the people that will interact with it are people that are interested in the content. But once you just become a name in gaming, a lot of people may know of your name, but they may not have seen much of you or may have only seen bad things or whatever it is, right? So once I felt like my name kind of outgrew my community or people that really knew me and enjoyed my content, I sensed like there were a lot of people during a specific time that were kind of going out of their way to find things to hate about me or to sensationalize or to clickbait or whatever it is, right? That was a very difficult time in my life because I really had to go through this whole thought process of like, being careful about every little thing I said and did and how people could potentially twist it. And living your life in this little box is just not fun. And I had to like really teach myself, just be yourself. If you do something bad, be a human about it, learn. And the people that are reasonable will reasonably understand and not hate you. The people that are vocal and do hate you a lot will always hate you. You will never be able to reason someone out of something they didn't reason themselves into, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of stopped focusing on the sectors of the world that would just hate me regardless of anything that I did. And I tried to kind of not keep myself in that bubble of worrying, how will someone maybe misinterpret what I'm saying? And instead just focus on 
being a person that I'm proud of, continuously growing, because I mean, we're all humans. There will never be a time in my life where I'm perfect or don't make mistakes. And I think trying to put yourself under that standard is just not healthy. And I really hope that audiences start to learn that too and not to put content creators or influencers on that pedestal either. And if you do ever see someone that does something that you don't like, I think as a whole, like we should leave people open to apologizing and being better as opposed to just let's cancel. Cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, it. I mean, for starters, it never works. Secondly, it's just not healthy because it doesn't teach someone that you can learn from your mistakes and do better mm-hmm. and be better. And I mean, if that's not human, then what is? Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a cyborg. I'm sorry. Guys. No, sorry. <laughs> She's real. Yeah. No. So you did answer the question because I... You often see everybody, everybody talks about the highlight reel and everyone Mm -hmm. sees this really successful, beautiful female streamer who has a good hat on her shoulders. You have a huge fan base and you have days that are not your best. You know, you have days where you question things. Mm -hmm. I was watching the documentary on Amazon streaming IRL featuring you. And there was a moment that I actually felt bad because you had Mm -hmm. this moment it's towards the end of the docu if you guys want to check it out it's on amazon also not spawned you're at the shorty awards you're really excited you're stoked to be there you're stoked to even be nominated Mm -hmm. and then you win streamer of the year it's a high high moment you're excited you give a cute speech you're great and then some someone comes up at the end and kind Mm -hmm. of deflates that moment for you and makes comments like well, you should have stayed in school mm-hmm. because now you're going to be begging to get back in. And it to me, I was like, what a dick. Like, I personally was really offended by that. I know it was all a joke and it was in clean fun and he wasn't actually coming at you. But moments like that, does that kind of make you, I guess I'll let you answer. I won't give you options. What did, what went through your head in that moment? <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of laughing at it now because I remember that moment so vividly. And the reason I remember it is because you know those moments in your life where, like, you remember exactly what someone said? Oh, yeah. He said, like, as soon as the game that you're playing, like, goes out of fashion or isn't popular anymore, you're going to be begging to go back to, like, your engineering degree, right? And the reason I find that so funny is because, like, I went from the game that I was playing, League of Legends, to playing Fortnite, and that's where I gained probably, like, the most success in my career. And then I went from that game to playing a whole bunch of different games, So that is literally the opposite of what happened for me. And I'm really glad that I I don't think I got too caught up in that comment because he literally has no idea who I am. Well, I was bummed for you in that moment because it's like that Taylor Swift moment. He's just like raining on your parade for no reason. You want an award. Except for you to like be the butt of a joke, which, yeah, it, it really does kind of make the moment bittersweet. But I think, you know, when you look at how things played out, I'm not so mad about it anymore. Well, think, well it, obviously you have a good head on your shoulders and you know what you're doing, but that whole mm-hmm. culture of knocking people down because yeah. you don't necessarily, clearly he does not understand the world that you're in mm-hmm. because that comment wouldn't have been made. Right. And I don't need to psychoanalyze this situation, but what do you think is a common misconception? Because obviously there was a lot of misconceptions in all the comments he made mm-hmm. and stereotypes were applied what is one that you get often being a streamer as a full-time profession um I think at first especially when like yeah before the whole ninja Fortnite stuff people were like 
you're like a girl on webcam online. Like, what are you doing? You're like laughing to the bank, bitch. (laughs) No, I'm like, I'm literally playing video games. Like, that's it. (laughs) I think it's very complex because when you're a girl in a male-dominated environment, like, will people develop crushes? Sure, in the same way that, like, boy bands have, like, majority female audiences, things like that, right? And I found it very odd that, like, in our world, people hold it against the person a lot. Personally, I, I'm I just not, a, like, a very sexual person. That's not really what I'm about. I think that, like, in a sense helps my case, but I just wish people didn't expect that either. So there was a point in time where, you know, that was a lot more common on Twitch. Other misconceptions, probably that, like, because people can donate to you on Twitch, right? And people always think that, like, girls make all their money off of donations. I think, like, girl or guy, that can be a big part of your income when you're at a certain, like, community size, right? But when you actually grow, like, the majority of your income comes from streamer, I mean, from sponsors or activations that you do or AdSense or things like that. I think it's gotten so much better over the years. There isn't such an intense stereotype for female streamers now, which I'm really happy to see. I think you had a part in that. I hope so. I really do. Because nowadays there's like so many incredible, very different, unique female streamers. And so that's why like it's hard for me to talk about how it was back then because it genuinely was so different. I mean, one of the terms, Twitch thoughts, that's kind of a stereotype. And it's guys, like, oh. she's not saying thoughts <laughs> as in deep thoughts. She's actually saying T-H-O-T, T-H-O-T a thought. Thotty. I, mean, a little see, thought. I think that word is so funny. So I try not to really be what mad is at it. What is a thought? Can we talk about this real quick? Can somebody Google thought? I really because think it's just like a new word that people want to use it's instead so mean. of like slut, right? It's really derogatory. But it makes I know that. no sense. What about the song Bust Down, Tatiana? <laughs> no, I Wait, love that song. It's Tatiana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bust yeah. down, Tatiana. Tatiana? My <laughs> name is Tatiana, so I know. I'm Tatiana. I love it. I'm basically Tatiana on a day to day basis. You guys just don't see it. <laughs> it's really one of those things like in the past people used slut in a very derogatory way and then people tried to like retake that word. Okay, here's the definition. It's actually in the dictionary, <laughs> or at least mm. according to Google. Okay, so a thought is a noun. Mm-hmm. It's a woman who has many casual sexual encounters or relationships. So basically a, a slut. Yeah. Like, like you said. It was just a new word for it's that. 2019. But it, the thing slut. that annoys me is that I literally, that like, if you're a girl and you stream, like, immediately people will try to call you that. And it's like, what does me playing video games on the internet have to do they with, They were like, calling me a slut. I'm in a turtleneck <laughs> interviewing people on Twitch. And they're like, this hooker. I'm like, what am I doing? And exactly. He, they were making, like dick emojis were all up in my chat and I was like what is going on I'm a married woman I don't need to see this those things used to bother me a lot and then I'm like this is probably like a nine-year-old who's like a hundred percent doesn't know what in he's the basement doing, acting out right in which case ah whatever you just moderate your channel and you realize that when you put yourself out there and allow literally anybody to come into your channel you're gonna get some of course. It's funny. Weirdos. Yeah, it it's is funny. what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So a year ago, Fortnite really blew up and Ninja blew up yeah. with it. Um, I remember it was like 1 a.m. and my husband was working at Twitch at the time and he's like, oh, my God, Drake is playing Ninja. I didn't know your husband worked at Twitch. He was That's a so CSO. Cool. He was like one of the main. Um, wow. Yeah. No he, wonder you know so much. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. Cool. He was like, let's watch this right now because Drake, mm-hmm. Travis Scott, all these people were 
playing ninja. And I, at that time, I didn't even know who ninja was. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even just saying that because I'm not, I don't follow this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure true. everyone else knew who he was. But now ninja became a household name. Mm-hmm. Fortnite became mainstream media because Drake is now playing. What were you <laughs> thinking in that moment when this happened? Because I'm sure prior to that, people really didn't understand what you were doing. Now, all of a sudden, it's really become mainstream. Mm-hmm. I think Fortnite and Ninja both did such an incredible job in making their game, gaming, and live streaming in general far more mainstream than it was before. And I freaking love that because that is like quite a personal goal of mine too because I love live streaming so much. I love the community that you can build, the type of feeling that you can get from really belonging somewhere, having people accept you for the hobbies that you genuinely love. I've just loved my experience on it so much that I want to make it more mainstream so more people can feel that way as well. Or more people can understand what it is and enjoy the platform and meet people through it. I've literally had people meet in my community and like become engaged and get married. Like it's crazy. And don't they get married in the games too? (laughs) Yeah. I've seen so many. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm so like I'm so grateful for how much they've done for gaming in general. And how many more people think that it's an acceptable thing to do or is cool or whatever. Because I remember in high school, for me, online gaming was not cool. I didn't know a single other girl in my high school that enjoyed online video games. So to know that that's not really the case nowadays makes me really excited and happy for the youngins. And I really want even more of that in the future. And for live streaming to just be more common overall. Because I think it's something that not enough people have tapped into or looked into, you know, just going on Twitch, seeing different types of people in long form content. And interestingly enough, I think for anybody that might be feeling kind of lonely or likes kind of like having something on that plays in the background, that type of company can be really helpful for people. And Twitch is like the perfect place for it. Yeah. So Kevin Lynn, who is one of the founders, actually is one of my good friends. And we interviewed him for this show. Mm-hmm. And he was saying when they initially launched Justin TV, which was prior to Twitch, people were just in there because they were lonely and they just wanted mm-hmm. interaction with other people and being and they were just watching Justin do day to day things. Mm-hmm. But ironically, they were alone, but they weren't alone. Yeah. Because they call it your community, right? On Twitch, it's a community. What would you say your community is made up of? Mm -hmm. So for me, interestingly enough, I think it's highly dependent on the game that I play. And I can tell by the way that my chat changes. Mm. Like if I play something like Fortnite or Minecraft, I know the audience skews younger. I know if I play like League or do IRL content like in person or walk around or travel then it's really just about anybody. League is definitely like young adults. So like you can tell by the way your chat behaves, the kind of stuff that people are saying, typically what the demo is like. I like to think that I think I have like more female viewers than most people. I think that's very normal though, because mm-hmm. you know when you watch content, it's a lot easier to relate to someone who's of the same gender as you. I think it's pretty wide because I can kind of tap into different demos by playing different games, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker. 
retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Something else that I love about you is that you're not just focused on gaming. You you did touch on IRL. And for people who don't know, IRL is basically the place that you stream when if you're not playing a game, you mm-hmm. might be talking, baking your cake. I'm sure you did on IRL. <laughs> yeah. You have a makeup line that you have already launched or are going yeah, to. Yeah, already launched. Okay. So talk us through that because I love that you're doing that. Yeah. You're taking your platform and expanding. So talk to us about your makeup line. So that was definitely one of the things where I'm like, no streamer has ever done this. And I love doing that kind of stuff because I feel like it's the steps that you kind of need to take to make streaming more mainstream, more widely accepted. Kind of with the Amazon docuseries, I partnered up with a makeup company called Winky Lux and we made a palette, super cute, and a lip balm. And we launched that. And I got such an incredible reception from both girls and guys. I think because they recognized it as something that hasn't been done before, that brings more eyeballs to the gaming community. And I think in general, it was really, really successful because of that. 
People really enjoyed the products. It just always makes me really happy to come out with things that people love and enjoy and use on a day to day. But more than anything, I thought it was just cool to kind of put it out there that I'm one of the top female streamers. And I want to say that I can be obsessed with video games and I can love makeup and I can like want to look cute and I can love sports. And I feel like there was always like kind of a pressure, especially in the past, that if you wanted to be a girl and you wanted to game, you had to be exactly like this. I mean, that was like the only way that people would accept you. But I want to say like, we're humans, we're multifaceted, we like different things. And like, people may not accept it, but it is what it is. I was in engineering and I was a big math nerd. But you know, I also love games and makeup and this and that. And kind of to just push that narrative forward. And hopefully that can kind of, you know, motivate people to just be who they are, not feel like they have to fit into a certain mold. That was always my main goal. Yeah, nobody's putting you in a box. You won't let them. Nah. So talk me through, for people who are streaming, what is the next natural step for people? Because obviously you can stream for as long as you want. You could stream for the rest of your life if you wanted to. But what do you see? Where do you see yourself? Because you're not just Pokey. You're also Iman. You have other dreams and goals. And what, what do those look like? So... The interesting thing is we're kind of the first generation to do this, to like be streamers as our full-time job and then to kind of see where it goes. I kind of try to look at YouTube for some inspiration because a lot of people did that for a really long time and then moved on. And the lovely thing is it could literally be anything you want. If you're really into acting or singing or something else, sometimes the community or platform that you build off of streaming can help you get those kind of opportunities. Personally speaking, I think I'm just interested in probably having some type of company or creating a product for people to enjoy. I've always loved that creative process. Gaming related? Maybe. Mm. I have a lot of ideas. And I think in the next couple of years, I want to start working with and investing in companies and brands that I personally align myself with and helping them grow and having, you know, parts of it. And then in the future, I can take more active parts in any of those that particularly interest me. So yeah, the, you know, no concrete plan so far, but definitely. You don't need to have them. I, I don't mean, have a, I, I have many eggs in many baskets. <laughs> lots of eggs. She's the Easter bunny, folks. <laughs> the point of this show, obviously, is to let people know that the fan base that you've built will open any door that you want. So you do have this influence. And if you want to do a makeup line one day, you're going to do a makeup line and it's going to do really well. <laughs> and if you want to. That's the incredible thing about streaming. It's yeah. it's not just streaming. I mean, think of YouTubers and mm -hmm. think of. People. Or the internet in general. It allows you to just reach such an insane amount of people. And it really helps you recognize that however unique or particular you may feel there will people that will love that about you and people that will want to be part of your community you just you know have to reach wider and wider what was the moment that you realized you had real influence oh I went to a League of Legends finals kind of tournament that was like the first time that I was really like overwhelmed by the amount of fans. Like there were people taking photos of the fact that it was like me and then like a bunch of fans and it became like a fire hazard level. And I think I was really touched by that because I won't lie, the League of Legends community skews a bit more toxic than most other gaming communities. And sometimes that's like mostly what you hear, just like the toxicity and the rude comments. You're like, oh, like I mustn't be like, 
that loved or enjoyed but like showing up to an event and having like an insane amount of people like around me or want to take photos or say hi I guess that's when I realized like oh, wow we like did a thing there are when, people when, when they was like this? me they really like me. <laughs> they like me how many years ago was this this was maybe three years ago two and a half two and a half I think so fairly early, I mean, this happened pretty quickly for you. Yeah. And so now going like five all... Five and a half years into streaming. So going all the way back to parents, right? Mm-hmm. Let's rewind. <laughs> and they, they let you take your year, and it's obviously worked out for everybody involved. What do the parents think now? What oh are they thinking? Oh, my God. My parents are so freaking nice. My mom's really funny because she is a teacher in an elementary school, and it's gotten to the point where, like, she's like, my like students are such big fans of you like could you take a photo or like a video saying hi to them and they love it and she tells me Aww, all these stories it's so really cute. really so sweet and wholesome I remember I visited them not long ago and one of the nights we like went out to a restaurant in my hometown and the boys in the kitchen like recognized me and the chef came out and he was like they want to take a picture with you is that okay I was like yeah of course and then they were so kind they paid for a meal and my mom was like just flabbergasted she was like that was like the best night of your stay like they made it so sweet she was incredibly touched and I think for her to see in person like the type of influence that I have or the type of community that I've built like that's when it really solidified it for her that this wasn't just like an online thing that I was doing on my own but that I've really like put in the work and made a lot of connections and a wonderful lovely big community oh that's awesome and I love I love that your parents gave you that opportunity I agree and now it's paid off for you and you have so much going on we were supposed to kick off this interview with some icebreakers but we started talking about (laughs) ASMR whispering at each other about lice so we'll just do it on the reverse let's break the ice now that we've already talked for an hour (laughs) now that we've melted it for a while let's just break it so we're gonna play a little game okay I'm gonna ask you some questions and you're gonna answer them it's really straightforward (laughs) Those are the rules of the game. Sounds good. Okay. So, which Pokemon character would you be if you could be anyone? Eevee. What are you dressing as for Halloween this year? I think Lux. Great. She's a League of Legends champion. I just acted like I knew who that was. So that was my great. There's definitely people that League of Legends is a game. Lux is a character in the game. Great. If you could have an alternate Twitch name, what would it be? Ooh. Actually, just my name. Iman. Great. I'm going to stop saying great. Is that, is that okay with everyone? <laughs> it is cute. <laughs> a game you're horrible at. Mm, CSGO. I played it like twice. Oh, PUBG. PUBG. Mm, I can't play PUBG. Oh my, that's my husband's favorite game. <laughs> Kylie Lipkit or Jeffree Star Palette? Mm, Jeffree Star Palette. Favorite Twitch streamer besides yourself? There's so many that I like for so many different reasons. So I'll just name a few. Shroud, incredible gamer. XQC does so many crazy things. Maya, such a cutie. Janet, just so many. Hacha Beat, she's really funny. Okay, so yeah, we, got, we got lots. Yeah, so many. I'm sorry. There, no, there, there are. Just one. Yeah. And the, the reason that's hard is because everyone does something different exactly. really well. I feel you. You're allowed to have a pass on that one. Thank you. Um, last person you text messaged. My agent, Hannah. <laughs> She's so sweet. What's up, Hannah? Guilty pleasure. Mm, 
Does fried chicken count? Sure. I eat it does so now. <laughs> Dave's hot chicken. Have you had it? I was about to ask you what your favorite fried it's chicken Dave's is. Dave's hot chicken. I haven't so had it. Good. Oh my God. Please, you can order it on Postmates in person. The line is insane. Order it on Postmates. Where like, is it located? Somewhere in LA. Is Again, like I haven't LA? gone because I know it's crazy busy. Dave's? Dave's hot chicken. Okay, Dave's hot chicken. So We're coming good. for you. If it's on Postmates, it's happening. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm eating. It's busy half the time. After it's this. that good. Great. <laughs> a hidden talent. Mm, I can touch my tongue to my nose. Prove it. She did it, guys. Wait, did you? <laughs> did she do I it? I swear. You can. Yeah. Did it touch? It's All right. Me. Favorite YouTuber? Um, Jenim. What is What kind of channel is that? Jenim is a beauty influencer. She oh. does fashion stuff. Dope. She's lovely. Shorties or streamies? shorties because i won one weird flex i know sorry humble brag but not humble at all i mean really that's the only like distinction <laughs> you'll, you'll win some streamies i have a feeling something people would be surprised to know about you the first language i learned was french so i only became fluent in english much later in life and i also speak derija oh yeah so two languages and a dialect that's awesome. Are your parents, you're Moroccan, Moroccan so yeah. they're speaking. Okay, got it. If you could be a superhero, what would your power be? Um, I think like being able to move objects around would be freaking dope. You mean but, like, are we talking Stranger Things 11? Are we talking? Yeah, like just make anything levitate or move around. Yeah, basically okay. Stranger Things got 11. <laughs> All right. In an alternate universe, what would be your career if not streaming? Mm, I think either software engineer for a gaming company or chemical engineer for a makeup company. I feel like you're somehow going to do both <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> okay, if you could have a choice between having an amazing singing voice or sick dance moves, what would you choose? Amazing singing voice. Amazing singing voice, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I like wish. I great. Mm -hmm. I have the worst voice ever. So like a singing voice would just be... Same. Ninja or Shroud? Ah, uh, for what? In general. I think Shroud is more my type of gamer because he plays a lot of different things and it's incredible. He becomes adept at literally any game. Ninja's cool because he plays Fortnite, but you know, I'm not just Fortnite heavy. I kind of like a lot of That makes sense. Games. That's a yeah. fair answer. <laughs> Something random we would find on your gaming desk. I always have some kind of lip product. Like something to moisturize these bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your biggest fan? Mm, you know how everyone mom. has. Okay. Yeah, actually. Because, so you know, she's always asking about me. She's like, I read this article about you, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, she's like the biggest fan of not just like Pokey, but Iman as well. You know, so that's that's kind of I mean, it's a little unfair, but no, it it's, it's it totally fair. She cares about me in all aspects of my life. I love that. Okay, so we all know that Drake crashed in on the Fortnite game with Ninja. <laughs> if you could have any celebrity mm -hmm. crash in on one Rihanna. of your games. Riri. I love you, Rihanna. <laughs> Let's make that happen. iHeart, can we make it happen, Brian? <laughs> yeah, she's she's clearly listening right now, so she just needs to sign in to I, her Twitch yeah, account. Yeah, Rihanna, I know you're watching. I want you to know I'm also interested. <laughs> Celeb crush. <laughs> Rihanna. Okay, Riri, did yes, you hear that? Celeb crush. <laughs> A streamer you'd love to collab with. I'm trying to think of one that I haven't clubbed with already that I really want to. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person, I'm going to just ask. 
I, I was wondering how that happened. Did you just actually maybe Shroud or this girl named Hachabi. Okay. She's a new Korean streamer. She's really cute. I think we might IRL stream together if she's ever in LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Favorite thing to snack on while gaming? Mm, I think protein bars because they're quick and easy and you don't get your fingers dirty. Oh, so the strategy there yeah. is just. <laughs> okay. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> if you were a mukbang, is it mukbang? mukbang? I think it's mukbang. Mukbang. Yes. Okay. So if you were a mukbang YouTuber, what would be your first meal? Mm, Dave's hot chicken. Duh. Or udon. Mm. Oh, a lot of people do the noodle, the noodle the noodles game. Are good. <laughs> Weirdest thing you've seen in a Twitch chat. Oh my girl. You've the list some, is like, this. you've seen some shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, there's people that will just like confess random things, you know, it's like, it's the internet. It's anonymous. She'd be like, I like put toothpaste in my toes this morning, you know, and you'll just like see it in your chat. I'm like, what the hell? I think that's a good weird. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I don't have this question down, but I'm curious because I'm sure you have a lot of fans. Have you ever had a weird, awkward, uncomfortable fan interaction? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a story we can end um, on? I'll, yeah, I'll do a quick one. This one's one of my favorites. It's a good one. So this guy comes up to me. I think it was like one of the very first Twitch cons. I think this has been there's been about four and this might have been my first or second. So he comes up to me and he's like, oh, like I'm a fan, blah, 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 takes a picture. And then he goes, can I show you a magic trick? And like, who doesn't love magic tricks? Hell yeah. So I'm like, yeah, sure. He takes out a deck of cards, he like opens it up. And he's like, pick a card. So I pick a card, look at it. Oh, freaking ace of hearts. I don't know. And then put it back in. And he's like, Oh, wait, before that, he's like, okay, now you have to kiss the card. So I kiss the card and he's like, okay, put it back in the deck. And I do, he shuffles it up and he's like, okay, now I'm going to find your card. And I was like, nice. I'm like waiting for the trick. And he goes, but for me to find the card you kissed, you need to kiss me. I was like, <laughs> gotta give the guy some, right? gotta give, yeah, gotta creative. Give, yeah, creative, creative. <laughs> creative. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do it. He didn't so you I'm didn't. really curious as to like if I had done it. Then what? Right? Would he have found it or would he have just like taken the kiss and gone home? I think right? that's a mystery we just have to live with. I'm kind you know of content saying? living with it. I think you live with that. A for effort. <laughs> a for effort, but you <laughs> failed on execution. <laughs> so it was so nice having you here. I could Thanks talk to you forever. Me. I feel like we've already gone way over and you probably have things you to stream. And I'm, I'm really impressed by how much you know about the Twitch scene. Seriously. I kind of have to. If I didn't, my husband would be so embarrassed. Good for you. That's you so know? nice. Well, it is nice, isn't it? Yeah. But, but yeah, thanks for stopping in. Anytime you have something, I know you have lots of stuff going on. Please make sure that you keep us in the loop. Would love to keep track of what you've got going on. I'd love to come back sometime. Yeah, come back anytime. We can even like game together. I'm the worst gamer. <gasps> then we can't do that. Yes, we can. No, I I'll literally I literally don't know how to game at That's all. The fun Nobody knows when they start. That's the biggest barrier. People are like, oh, I'm just not good at it. No one's good. I pick up something new. I'm not good. Even you though I've been gaming for years. You really think somebody who has zero gaming talent can become a streamer? Because I'll yeah. make it a challenge. Yes. I'll take it on. Absolutely. What's, what's the easiest beginner game that I can just dip the toe Here's in? Here's the thing. There's so many games that are like storyline heavy where it's just like clicking and doing very basic things and making choices for example, and going places. Oh my God. One of my favorites actually like my top two favorite games detroit become human okay it's a console game there are some like quick time actions where it's like okay you need to press the a button and you have like three seconds to do it i can do but that. even that like there are difficulty settings so you can make it easier or harder it's so good you will love it great oh my god like I'm play in, it with your husband even because like there. 
basically the decisions you make give you a different ending at the end of the story and it's just incredible plot very interesting you'll be sitting there at the end like huh, thinking about different stuff you could have done or the entire premise it's so good all right guys well i hope you enjoyed the last ever podcast because i'm becoming a streamer <laughs> starting Deuces. peace out it was nice having you but yeah we will let you go Thank you for Thanks coming. For we loved having you. This was so much fun. Oh, and I forgot to mention mm -hmm. that Pokey was kind enough to sign three Twitch paraphernalias. Heck yeah. Yeah. So we have two Twitch t-shirts and then we have a Twitch hoodie, which I feel mm -hmm. like everyone's going to want the hoodie. But guess what, what guys? Nice. The t-shirts are pretty dope as well. They're all the yeah. Twitch purple. Mm -hmm. Pokey signed it with her own two hands, but one hand because she signed with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be doing a giveaway same day as this airs so you guys as soon as you hear this make sure you guys go follow us on our instagram at behind the influence show so make sure you guys follow us there and tag three friends that are fans of pokey and we'll be giving okay. away these three so not just one winner we're gonna have three winners so that's really exciting yay, yay. thanks again for stopping in we had so much fun with you anything else i feel like i just want to keep talking no. I'll be back and we can do okay, it. Okay, great, great, great. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Behind the Influence is a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.